weighing in at 160 pounds. He's skinnier than a string bean. His three-point shot is so clean. Hailing from Longview, Washington, barely hanging on to his playoff aspirations, it's Quinn Anderson. Welcome in, buddy. Oh my god, that was your intro? Okay. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the (laughs) Doghouse Rules podcast. I'm Quinn Anderson. You already heard Jamie and whatever that was. I appreciate the hype, but I mean, holy smokes. Uh, Let's at least, you know, address the audience, right? I mean, sheesh. Forget about the audience. Everything I stated was an absolute fact. Quinn, how the hell are you? Dude, I'm good. I'm good. Just got uh, just got home from work. Got myself a nice little... Uh, we're going with the original, truly, today. Just uh, you know, keep things on the, on the good end of things. And uh, yeah, you know, just ready to do a little bonus pod for everyone. Uh, we've been getting good feedback on what we've been doing, so we figured we would just ride it out, do a no-guest podcast, and uh, really just explore what we haven't yet yeah so original flavor truly that's just it tastes like the can no it's original here? lemonade i should be i should clarify oh, okay gotcha yeah, lemonade you. truly it's uh it, it there's a little more sugar in it which is you know takes some of the seltzer off of it <laughs> right on nice all right well i'm jamie williams of course here we are again uh i just want to start off by thanking all our listeners especially ian who clearly listened at 2 a.m and then got very heated about the call out he may have received uh so that i really appreciate and everyone who had a mailbag question from last time we really appreciate you and let's just get into some breaking news how about that there was a big uh trade that went down i believe right before our recording happened yeah, I think uh, it may have involved the uh, number one player in fantasy football, so we might we might actually have a conversation about that. So uh, I, I'll go ahead and break it down since you're actually a member of this trade. We got what? We've got Evan of the Rainier Butt Chugs trading with Jamie. Too many cooks. We got a swap of Stefan Diggs, wide receiver one, for the Buffalo Bills as well as DeAndre Swift, a player that should have never been on Jamie's team due to draft shenanigans, but here we are anyway, for right. Jonathan Taylor, the number one running back in fantasy football. Jamie, how are you feeling with this acquisition? I feel pretty neutral about it. The reason I did this trade, Evan, if you're listening, is because I looked ahead at the schedules, and I don't think Stephon Diggs is going to perform against New England, who he plays again, I think, next week. So... Or maybe in two weeks. Because Evan and I, as things stand, would have first round buys. So I don't think he's going to be as useful for you, Evan, as you might think. DeAndre Swift, I love. He was going to be one of my keepers. But I looked at the numbers, and he is on the Lions. And the Lions don't have many touchdown opportunities. And Jonathan Taylor has been getting insane volume. He's catching passes like DeAndre Swift. Maybe not quite as many, but... He just has the touchdown equity. The Colts are still hungry. They're still somehow in the playoff hunt. They've come all the way back from a terrible start to the season. I just, I love the story, and I think it's one of the best players in football, kind of like you said, Quint. So I just want to ride that wave. I think it's interesting that you've come around on this since we since we talked about this, because uh, it seems like there's some mixed opinions on both you and Evan's part, some cold feet on this kind of a move, because... Uh, there's a lot of big names involved, and uh, 
generally two for one trades, the guy who's getting the one is probably getting the better deal just because of the level of talent, especially when we're talking about Jonathan Taylor, who, spoiler alert, I think is amazing. Um, that being said, you know, I think that there's reason to think that DeAndre Swift could be just as good. And I'll break that down later, uh, not to give away too mm-hmm. much. And I think Stefan Diggs is going to be a great ad for his team anyway. So honestly, I think it's pretty neutral, but uh, it'll be interesting to see how it affects the playoffs going forward. Uh, in other news, we've got some league stories to break down from uh, from oh, around yeah. our league. Uh, huge signing from the clan. Uh, to quote the <laughs> to quote the article, the clan may have just found a sleeping giant in Jake Fromm. After hearing about the racist leaked text messages from Fromm, the coach of the clan knew it was a perfect fit for the culture he's been laying down the foundation for over the last six years. At the end of the wow. season, we may look back at this Fromm signing as the reason DoorDash will be delivering a happy meal to the doorstep of the clan. For those of you who don't remember, a happy meal will be going to the winner of the Little Man playoffs. And uh, I think that there's a lot going on here. And uh, a huge move from the clan, Jamie. What are you thinking? Yeah, that's big. I didn't know about this text, but I really appreciate how clear and concise the article is. Oh, I have quotes Jake for it. Jake Fromm. In case, uh, you in case you wanted me to break that down as well. That would be amazing. Yeah, so Jake Fromm, uh, allegedly, allegedly everyone, sent a text to his friend basically saying, guns are no good, they need to let me get suppressors, just make them very expensive so only elite white people can get them. Ha ha. <laughs> the ha ha really is the icing on the cake there, isn't it? Yeah, I, I think it really takes the edge off of the commentary, but uh, obviously, you know, we can only disparage these co- this commentary from Jake Fromm, and uh, we hope that it's not true, because you could be uh, could be looking at a very short career for the Giants. Yeah, as in maybe won't even start a single game this season, because Mike Glennon is going to get through the concussion protocol, baby. Let's go. Oh. But I love the story. This is, is this breaking. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's getting through it. <laughs> uh, anything else? There's a ton of articles out after our last pod. Yeah, there's a lot of league news going down. Some of them are barely decipherable. Like I, I haven't even delved into them yet, but anyway. Yeah. Let's move on. Our next segment is we're going to do something we like to call power ranking the league winners. All right. These are the players that some of them maybe are going to be surprises, but they will win you a league. And we're talking to the people who are still in the playoff hunt. And we just want to let you know what you have in these players. And of course, there's going to be some that everybody knows are amazing players that could potentially win you your first championship. So, uh, without further ado. Well, well, before we break it down, I just wanted to clarify that like the plan for this uncut podcast is to generally do a power ranking of some sort if we can. Um, right. We're going to do all sorts of different segments, but this is this this uncut pod is going to be just a more of a free flow style in comparison to what we were doing before and uh, some people wanted more content than uh, we were getting in the in the uh, refined version of the podcast, so so refined. Here it is. Here it is. This is the uncut yeah, so, Drake uh, can't touch this one. Nope. This there is all us, baby. No censoring. And uh, for the record, I'm just going to say it now. Fuck. There's your first oh. uncensored curse word. Oh, speaking of which, real quick, breaking news. Elon's musky blank <laughs> has changed their team name. Did you know this, Quinn? <laughs> I did. Their team I name did. is different. 
I tried to figure out what had happened, but because I didn't recognize the musky boys when I was looking through the league here. Right. But I'm I'm shocked at the move. I wonder what what instigated this. Well, um, I actually have the league story here. If you want me to break it down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please. Uh, to quote the article, in light of recent events around our country and feedback from our community, Elon's musky cock in announcing the team has undergone a thorough review of the team's name. Caleb Agnostu, owner of the team, stated, The review took into account not only the proud tradition and history of the franchise, but also uh, input from our alumni, organization, sponsors, and the NFL itself. Uh, wow. And the community it's so proud to represent on and off the field. We believe that this review has been conducted with the best interest of all of these parties in mind. And uh, today we are announcing that we will be retiring Elon's musky cock name and going forward as the musky boys. Wow. Big, big things are happening in the league right now. Breaking. I, I'm I'm tickled by the fact that the reason cited for the change is in light of recent events in our nation. Right. I believe that was the quote. Right. I, yes. I'm curious. I'd love to hear about what exactly we're referring to because there's, there's a million different things going on. But, uh, you know, whatever the change uh, seems like it's a positive one and it, it – it seems like a judgment call was made on the part of Caleb, so I respect the move. But I will miss the old team name, I must say, especially after last week's episode. I will as well. I um I think that uh, it was a good move rebranding. Um, I mean honestly, when Elon is such a volatile character, you know, any any re- any real thing that he could do can really spark a, just a an ignition of controversy throughout uh you know just our nation at large and. Uh, you know, just, s- just making it a little shorter at the Musky Boys kind of, you know, disassociates a little bit and takes away that volatility. So we'll see what he's thinking. Yeah, hopefully it won't take away that spice that got the Musky Boys as far as they did. Knocking on the playoff door here. In, in his rookie year. Chance. Yeah, yeah. All yeah. right, so we... Hopefully we we'll get him on Caleb. the pod soon. We appreciate it. Yeah, we gotta. We gotta. Anyway... Power ranking league winners. Uh, Quinn, do you want to break down exactly how this is going to work? Yeah, so basically, um, when you hear power rank, you think of 1 through 10, right? Jamie and I did not compile this list. We thought it'd be more fun if we just kind of went back and forth nominating players for who we think is the best, who we think is going to really bring people into their fantasy championship, who's going to really just win them their league. And uh, a lot of these are names that you know, as we kind of broke down a little bit, but we got a couple people that you may not be thinking about, so uh, I think we should just get right back, right down into it. Jamie, you want to go yeah, first, or shall I? It. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and take somebody off the board who I think has been a stud all season. This is no surprise. Actually, maybe it is a surprise to some people, because I think he, he went way late in the draft. And is he a wide receiver? Is he a running back? What is he at this point, other than a wide receiver one and a running back one on a team that's on the rise and is making a playoff push. I'm talking about Debo Samuel season MVP. Think about where you drafted him. Debo's nuts. Were you expecting to have a wide receiver one and running back one, a real Cordero Patterson type on your roster? I don't think, I don't think anyone saw this coming. You knew the talent was there. You knew the usage was there, but no one expected this kind of season from Debo, and he's he's risen your team all the way to the doorstep of the playoffs. And let's see if he can get you there. So, 
it's interesting. Uh, don't get me wrong. Debo, love the guy, but uh, I, I had no idea you were going to come out with this first. I'm, I'm actually stunned that you decided to drop this on us right now and right here. Uh, the top player, really? You believe that? Yeah. Number I just one. Think in terms of in terms of where you drafted him and what you expected from him. Hmm. I, I think Cooper Cup has shown he was another contender here. But I, I tried to find somebody spicy, somebody that was a surprise. And Cooper Cup, we'd seen it before, the talent. Uh, but Debo Samuel, and I'm looking at his upcoming schedule as well. And the Niners have a soft, soft upcoming schedule. I'm talking about Cincinnati, Atlanta, Tennessee, Houston. It doesn't get much cushier than that. And he's a running back, too. They're giving him carries now, and not just one or two carries. They're giving him, like, six, seven carries. It's absolutely crazy the way they're using him. And I think he's going to be back this week because he said he would, and he's a gamer. So, honestly, just went with my gut on this one. I, uh... I'm glad that we're. I'm glad that this is where you're at. I like where your head's at. Um, for the record, I just wanted to break down. Um, Debo was not drafted by Debo's nuts. Are you aware of this? Really? No, no. So there was a trade. There were multiple, actually. So wow. Debo was originally drafted by Butt Fumble, who clearly didn't know what he had in Debo Samuel when he traded Debo to Butt Chugs United. In week three, for Tony Pollard. Wow, what what were they thinking? That's a great question because there's really not a really good. It's just not a good look. Um, not one that but you this like. This is to what see. I'm talking about. Yeah, but it's a surprise, right? Who knew he was going to be this consistent? Who knew he was going to be this healthy all season? And it's you also know? even more of a surprise that he ended up on Butt Chugs United because we all know he's not there now. He is actually now on Devo's nuts after a swap for a 12th rounder. Oh god. Yeah, back when trades were a thing with uh pick swaps. Yes, cuz yeah. we've all moved on from picks at this point, but uh Right. Just wow, that memory. that that really probably is probably the most egregious robbery of uh So, what I'm hearing you say is Debo was disrespected twice by people in this yes. league. And I'm I'm here to say on behalf of Debo, time to see him as a wide receiver one who gets carries, who is a focal part of the offense. Kyle Shanahan, he, he there's something called Shanahanigans, Shanahanigans that occur every single time he's coaching a Niners game. And he locks on to one or two players. Debo is his number one option. And then Kittle. And Ayuk's kind of like a third option. And, of course, Mitchell. He locks on to these four, right? And every single game you can count on them producing. And pretty much no one else. It's it's just, it's constant. It's it's money in the bank, I'm telling you. Debo needs to be respected, please. All right, well, that's a, that's a strong and definitely hot number one. But, so uh, you've left me with no choice but to take Jonathan Taylor. I mean, look. Boring. We've talked a lot about this. I mean, yeah, but it's true. And you say that, but you just acquired him. And you made some big moves to get him. Because here's the thing yeah. about Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor is not only a talented runner... But uh, an angle that people aren't talking about is that Colts offensive line is unbelievable. Just yeah, ridiculous. It's crazy. And Jonathan Taylor goes untouched from like the line of scrimmage to maybe five yards deep. And then he has all that space to work with. This guy's not only talented, but he's playing behind a t- talented offensive line. I, I think that it- it's crazy. And I think you, Jamie, are crazy 
to not have gone number one, even if it's boring. Yeah. I, the only reason I didn't really is because I had a sense that you would, and also because we've covered him a lot. But that doesn't take away from the greatness that is Jonathan Taylor. Think right. about the Buffalo game, right? That was like the big measuring stick game for him. Oh, is he going to be able to run the ball against a really tough Bills defense? Yeah, he did. And not only did he run the ball, he ran it for five touchdowns, his best game of the season. There, he is the definition of matchup proof. He looks the part. He's untouched for the first five yards of every single run because that offensive line, you're right, Quinn, is so dang good. The Colts are just handing the keys of the offense over to Jonathan Taylor. He's dynamite. And it's it's amazing. Yeah, so he is a, he's a first-round pick, guaranteed. That's part of the reason why I traded for him because he's a big part of my future as a team. So I'm really excited to watch him and enjoy uh, and see exactly how far the Colts can go riding Jonathan Taylor. Right. Okay, so moving on. Number three. Yeah, so this is my pick, right? Yes. I'm going to go ahead and take Eckler off the board. So Mm. Austin Eckler, we haven't really talked about him much. I'm not even sure whose team he's on. Oh, wait. He's on Stay Gold, Tony Boy. I forgot. So he has been nothing short of fantastic. He's electric out the backfield. I believe there was one game where he just he caught two touchdown passes and he ran for two. Uh, yeah, against Cleveland, it looks like. Oh, no. He did, it, he did it more than once, I think. Pittsburgh, two touchdowns on the ground, two in the air. And then he's had multiple games where he just explodes because he's so involved in this offense, pass-catching and running one of the best pass catching running backs in the league if not the best and it's just a feel-good story i mean he was undrafted i believe he's a little undersized but he is built like a mac truck and he runs angry and he plays fantasy football so you know that he knows how to perform for your fantasy managers he is a consensus top 10 pick he continues to get slept on i don't know why every year he goes down to the second round in drafts for some reason i'm here to tell you austin eckler is a stud that's it yeah i mean look you don't have to you don't have to convince me there's a reason he's on my team there's a reason i went as far as to trade another guy who i'm gonna talk about on this list spoiler alert for him and uh i i obviously couldn't be happier to have him he was getting a little banged up he's getting used a lot I think the only reason I couldn't put him higher than Jonathan Taylor is because uh, he doesn't have the same situation around him to completely support him. Um, That Chargers offense is kind of all over the place on how efficient it is. Justin Herbert, dynamite for sure. No doubt about it. But he's still working on, you know, taking his check downs where he can get them, you know, making those like nice and safe reads. There's a lot of quarterbacks that are suffering from that. I got to win win the win the game in one throw itis that's kind of going yeah, on for sure but um you know as long as he stays healthy i i i think i agree he's easily top three and he was my pick to be the rb1 for fantasy this year so he's gotten close Looking pretty good yeah that's a good call by you for sure all right who's your uh next pick so my next pick um Dude, Cooper Cup. I, look. Okay. Look, we've talked a lot about Cooper Cup, so I'm going to keep it short, and you keep leaving me all these ones that I, we've talked about a lot about, but there's a reason we've talked mm-hmm. about him. Dude's unbelievable. Eastern Washington, all that, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, but guess what? He really is that good. Chesley, honestly, yeah. I wouldn't let anyone touch him with a 10-foot pole. 
you can let Nolan know he's never going to sniff Cooper Cup because this dude's an absolutely bonkers player, just getting fed up the butt. And as long as uh, he and his quarterback keep going for breakfast club, I, I don't understand why he would do anything but continue being the way he is. Yeah. Yeah, it turns out the preseason rumors were true. He's literally BFFs with Matthew Stafford. He is the reason Matthew Stafford's look so good in L.A. Because if you take away Cooper Cup, I don't know what happens to Matt Stafford. Just think about that. He's the security blanket. He's always open. He is absolutely incredible. Matt Stafford's been throwing picks left and right recently. He's been, I think there was this crazy stat. He threw like three straight games where he had a pick six, something like that. Mm -hmm. Cooper Cup. He is that security blanket. He is an important part of the offense, especially with Robert Woods out for the season. Van Jefferson and OBJ just aren't filling the void. So guess who's going to get even more targets and catches and will continue to be a stud into next year? It's going to be Cooper Cup. Okay, pump the brakes on the disrespect for the rest of them. But the truth is, is think about that stereotypical safety valve player who's always got a floor What's crazy about Cooper Cup is he is that player, but he also, his floor is also his ceiling. He is just going to get 25 to 30 points every game, and it's just wild how he continues to do it. Yeah, I don't think there's another player that has had more 100-yard games, running back or receiver. Think about that. He's a, he's a receiver, and he's had more 100-yard games than, I think, any player in the league. That Again, that might be an exaggeration. I'm not 100% sure, but... The fact that that's even a possibility, that's a conversation, that just tells you how great he is. Dynamite. All right, what do you got? Justin Jefferson. I'm going to correct the mistake I made last season. I dropped Jeff- Justin Jefferson way too soon. I think it was like week three or something. Uh, turned out to be an absolute monster. I, I forget who picked him up, but <laughs> he is continuing to show you that he is a, I don't know, like second-round talent. He's an elite wide receiver, top 10 wide receiver. The way he moves, the way he demands targets, the way that the offense flows through him, they literally said, Mike Zimmer literally said he needed to get, you know, double-digit targets every single game. And you see why when you watch the Vikings play, because they need him. He's a deep threat. He does the short intermediate passing well. He is absolutely incredible. A supreme talent adam thielen being out for a while is just going to increase the target share even more justin jefferson is a locked in keeper and he's a stud so you're taking jefferson at five right yep okay so here's the thing about jefferson uh i know you couldn't do it because it pains you to say it but i was the one who believed in jefferson i'm the one who picked him up after you kicked him to the curb off your team and i'm the one who flipped him for austin eckler so I'm just going to take this moment because that's probably the only good thing I've actually done in this fantasy league in the last season or so of this being a keeper league. I'm going to toot my horn, at least for now. And I'm also going to say that, God, I wish I still had him a little bit. I mean, shoot, that guy is crazy good. But right. uh, That's wild. Yeah, he is. That's wild. He's sure fun. But he's also the reason I have Eckler. So I can't complain that much. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Okay, who's your next pick? So. I think this is kind of where it gets hairy. I actually think that top five is very solid. Um, Except for, I think you took Jefferson one pick too early. Because I'm going to go with Hmm. DeAndre Swift. Now, look, there is a big asterisk on DeAndre Swift. And that big asterisk is his health. 
Health? I, I thought you were going to say the offense. No. I, I'm actually not worried about that. And here's why. Okay. DeAndre Swift is injured at the moment, and that isn't great. But we're Kobe talking fine. about the best players, not just this season, but for the playoffs too. And the reason oh. I have to take Swift here is because, assuming he's healthy for the last two weeks of the season, which are going to be the games that Evan's going to be playing after this week because he's going on by. For weeks 16 mm-hmm. and 17, he faces Atlanta and then Seattle. Oh, yeah. Cake. That is such a good schedule, and that guy is way too talented to not be at least this high on this list. That guy's crazy. He's done amazing things this season. He's their number one receiver and running back when he's healthy and playing. I, I don't care that he doesn't score touchdowns. Right. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. And that's just how talented he is. He catches so many passes. I think he might even have more receptions than Austin Eckler this season. It's possible. Because he is the only option in the sorry, sorry Lions offense situation they have over there in Detroit. He has been absolutely incredible. Jamal Williams, people were concerned he was going to be a thing. He's nothing because they realize what they have in DeAndre Swift. He is just absolutely amazing. One of the bright, shining spots of that offense. And he looks the part. He runs hard. And the Lions are actually looking a little better. They just got their first win against the Vikings. And you're right, that that schedule is really juicy. And that's part of the reason why I'm kind of on the fence about the trade that went through uh, for me to get Jonathan Taylor. Because I loved that schedule. I was licking my chops looking at that, especially against my beloved Seahawks. Man. But uh, the injury concerns are somewhat legitimate. But I think they're just playing it extra safe with him because they know where they're at in the season. And honestly... I'd be a little concerned that they would shut him down toward the end there. So that was part of the reason why I traded him away. But I love him. Well, availability and health are kind of in the same vein to me. He does have the most receptions for running backs this season at 56. Najee Harris at 52. Then Leonard Fournette, kind of a surprise there, 51. And then Eckler at 51 as well. Right. So that's crazy. Who would have thought that DeAndre Swift would have had the most receptions? at this point in the season uh you know i i did see that a little bit but uh the, the problem with talking about deandre swift is you have to talk about the stink of how he ended up on your team but let's not do that anymore and let's well, move on no to more. the next yes, he's gone now let's move on uh, to the next all right so my next pick this is where it gets hairy kind of like you said uh there's a couple players i wanted to pick but they got injured so looking ahead i'm gonna go with cd lamb now listen wow cd lamb CeeDee Lamb has been nothing short of incredible. If you watch the Cowboys play, and they've been in a bit of a slump, but their schedule coming up, I believe it's something along the lines of Eagles, Washington, Washington, something like that. Like, it's cake. It's it's all divisional matchups, so they're must-win situations for the Cowboys who have been slumping recently. And CeeDee Lamb is the key to unlocking the Cowboys' offense. He's getting carries. I mean, okay, maybe that's an exaggeration. He got one carry, but he took it for like 37 yards last game. He is an electric athlete. Give him the ball. Magical stuff happens. Amari Cooper who, Troy? I don't remember a second Cowboys wide receiver on that team because they're not relevant compared to C.D. Lamb. C.D. Lamb is a supreme talent. He is a top 10 wide receiver. And I don't really care that the Cowboys are flush with all kinds of great weapons on offense, especially with Zeke ailing still from his knee injury. 
I, I think C.D. Lamb's going to get fed, especially when Dak gets right and starts clicking with the offense. All right, yeah. You know, I, I see what you're saying with uh, C.D. He's he's looking like he's going to be pretty good. I, I'm i with you. I'm a little worried about Dak. Uh, the running game is kind of becoming a bit of a mystery. But, I mean, th- with the schedule that they've got, I think C.D. is definitely a stud. And I'm, I'm excited to see what, uh, what, what he does down the stretch. Yeah, me too. All right. Do you have an, uh, uh, one last pick here? Uh, we've got two more. Two more. I've got, I've got two more, and you have one more. Because okay. that, was, that was seven. So this is eight. Okay. Gotcha. So my eighth pick is Tyreek Hill. Oh, yeah. And that guy. Yeah. Yeah, that guy. Uh, <laughs> Tyreek Hill. He's kind of not getting the same uh, shine that he was last season and years before. But at the end of the day, I don't think anyone booms as harder as hard as Tyreek Hill does when he is on. So that hard. Guy... <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. yeah. He so really hard. booms hard. Yeah, I just agreed with that analysis. Right. Look, here's the thing. The thing is, is at the end of the day, when you're talking about playoffs, right? We're talking about one week matchups where you need huge play players True. and mm-hmm. sure the consistent guys are the guys who get you there but you're going to need to have like just that chance that someone has a huge game and makes a yeah. huge difference in these matchups yeah you're right and my one pushback on that would be have you seen the chiefs play football recently they're not the same i i i think it's it's a little bit um you're, you have your head in the sand if you think that the Chiefs are the same team that they've been because right now they're winning with their defense. And Tyreek Hill is getting a lot of short and intermediate targets, kind of like Cooper Cup, but he's not as consistent as Cooper Cup. So you're right, Tyreek Hill any given week could go absolutely off for three touchdowns and like 200 yards, but when was the last time that happened, you know? Same with Travis Kelsey. Like That's why I didn't pick either one of them. I'm just mm. a little concerned, but you're right. But how can you predict it? But that's the thing is you really can't. At the end of the day, though, when you're talking about Patrick Mahomes, I know he's had a rough year, but the dude's got a connection with Tyreek. And on any given week, you could be seeing something huge. So, look, I understand I understand the pushback. I understand the feeling on the Chiefs. But personally, that's not something I'm willing to just sell out on. And I think Tyreek is just that good. All right. I mean, the talent is unquestionably there. It's just a matter of can the offense put things together and kind of revive itself and become the Chiefs of old, or is that is that gone forever? Heaven forbid, you know? But I'll be very curious to see how it all turns out, and you're right, Tyreek Hill, you want him on your team moving into the fantasy playoffs. All right, my final pick here, and this is a tough decision here because I've got a bunch of honorable mentions, but I am going to go with James Conner. Yeah, that guy, James Conner. Do you know that James Conner has kept a touchdown streak alive for, I think, something like, I'd have to go check, but something like six games straight he scored a touchdown? Something crazy like that. He is getting fed. Chase, uh, what's his name? Chase Edmonds is coming back, though, so that will take away some of the pass catching. But he's shown to be a capable pass catcher. He's been healthy this season. He's been talented this season. And the story of James Conner has been, you know, him overcoming cancer to usurp Lev Bell back when Lev Bell was relevant in the Pittsburgh offense and just absolutely feast 
And fantasy managers like me just picked him up off the waiver wire for free, basically. And he was an absolute monster. I'm glad he's getting this revival personally. And I think the Cardinals offense is so electric and exciting, especially with Kyler Murray running again the way he, he should be when he's fully healthy. I think it's just it's amazing for him and it's amazing for the Cardinals that he's on this tear and moving forward I'm not scared of the Cardinals schedule at all I think he's going to continue to eat and keep that touchdown streak alive what a surprise yeah. huh no I, I actually I this is a really good call by you he uh he doesn't have that big name appeal but the truth is is he's playing better than most of those big names I mean 14 touchdowns on the year you can't you, that's that's exactly what you want and for everybody who drafted Kenyon Drake in the first or second round last year, isn't this exactly the production that you were hoping for or expecting? I, I hate to break it to everybody, but he is exactly what you were hoping for. And that's with sharing the backfield with Chase Edmonds part-time. But right. again, I agree. If Chase Edmonds comes back, he's still got all the touchdown equity. And you, you really can't make that. You can't make up averaging a touchdown a game. Yeah, darn right. All right, one more for you. Last one. Uh... I would be remiss if I didn't include a quarterback. Um, oh, wow. Okay. Because, I mean, come on. Really? We're, we're going to just not include the highest scoring position? And uh, it's going to sound a little homery, but I, I mean, come on. i got to pick Jalen Hurts here. Again with Hurts. Okay. Okay, but here's the thing. But here's the thing. Jalen Hurts, on a bye this week. So if you're in playoffs and you're not in our league, I mean, now oh, all tough luck, right? But next week, he goes against Washington. They've gotten better defensively. Yeah, that's they're the 32nd worst team against uh, quarterbacks. Uh, moving on. Then they have the Giants, and then they have Washington again. I love right. it. Lock yeah, that in. Pretty good. That guy's going to carry you in the finals. I Look, I understand there's lots of questions about him, but the truth is is uh, rushing yards and rushing touchdowns are king at the quarterback position. That floor, you can't really beat it. He's had one bad week the entire season. Yeah. Yeah, the rushing floor is really what's kept him in the QB1 conversation because you're right, in these games, he's not going to be asked to do a whole lot of throwing. We've been over this before, but he'll get it done on the ground, especially with Miles Sanders ailing. The backfield's a bit of a mess in Philadelphia right now. The only consistent thing, Jalen Hurts will get fed. He's going to get probably 75 yards on the ground, a couple tutties potentially. Yeah, he's a stud, uh, not passing-wise, but he is a stud on the ground, and that's what matters in fantasy. I like that yeah. call. And, uh, you know, he's really not very good at real-life quarterback, but it really doesn't no, matter. So doesn't matter. That's the beauty of it. All right, well, I Sweet. hope we can cycle back into some of these honorable mentions I have listed. Uh, yeah, we can, we can have later, a little... Maybe during quick our hitters. recaps. Yeah, yeah, quick hitters, some quick go. hitters during the... Okay, real quick. Uh, Damian Harris, he's been a little injured, but he's healthy now. The Patriots want to run, run, run all day long. They have a defense where they can do that. Damian Harris, all he needs is one big rush like he had last week against the Bills, and he's going to pay off for you. I think Damian Harris owners should be thrilled. Uh, we got Mark Andrews, stud tight end. Kittle, finally back and healthy, stud tight end. Love to see it. Fournette, obviously, we've kind of been over Fournette. Um, last episode, we talked about him a lot. Nick Chubb, finally healthy. I'm excited to see him continue to dominate. Uh, Devontae Adams, of course, and Deontay Johnson, both stud wide receiver ones. And finally, Jalen Waddle. Want to give him a little shout out because he's been the most consistent Dolphins wide receiver and he's getting this PPR goodness, the Cooper Cup treatment, the short distance targets. He's the security blanket in Miami. He's tied for the second most receptions in the league as well. Yeah, pretty amazing. 
for a rookie. Yeah, he's getting fed. It's uh, it's almost like uh, watching. God, who is the who's the Dolphins guy? I can't even remember his name right now. No, sorry, former Dolphins now on the Browns. Uh, oh, Jarvis Landry. Yeah. Yes, Jarvis Landry. Thank yeah, you. Like it's like watching Jarvis Jarvis Landry, but he mm-hmm. can run. Yeah, yeah, better run after the catch, I'd say. But, but just sure. as many receptions. Same role. Yeah, you're right. It's it's great. Right on. All right, let's get into um, some Thursday night preview. Woo! So, yeah, get excited. This is actually an interesting game we have here. If the Steelers had lost last week, this wouldn't be as interesting. But because they won, now they're still kind of sniffing the playoffs here against the moribund Vikings who just can't get out of their own way here, Quinn. Break it down mm. for us. You know, here's the thing. I, I'm seeing some teams that uh, that are both going through some stuff. I mean, obviously, Dalvin Cook, you know, you don't really – I don't know if he's coming back. Do you? I get the sense that they're being cautious with him, but their time Doesn't is running matter. out. Alexander I think Madison he'll be back. Almost just as good when he's uh, unhealthy. He is very good. He's a very good backup. I don't think he has the same, like, bruising capabilities that Dalvin Cook does. He, Dalvin Cook's more physical, I'd say. Madison's a little bit smaller and more uh, of a, I don't know. I think you're getting 95% you of Cook. 95 for sure, yeah. But Dalvin Cook should be back next week. I'm hoping, I think. It sounded like he's getting healthier, but check the injury reports if you have Dalvin Cook. Anyway, I'm talking um, myself. <laughs> yeah, I would say, like, you know, obviously Madison, obviously Justin Jefferson, Deontay Johnson, Najee Harris, those are all fire him up all the time no matter what, right? But yeah. um, something to keep an eye on here is K.J. Osborne. Yeah, uh, thank you for saying that. He's mm-hmm. just a he's not a very high volume player, but with no Adam Thielen, th- this offense likes to funnel its plays through like two or three players anyway. And if you've got That's Madison, right. you've got Jefferson. I mean, you're gonna look at that extra work going to either Tyler Conklin, who's a good tight end, very serviceable. He's fine. At, and uh, I think KJ Osborne has the most big play potential of those two, and I think he could definitely fill in pretty well if you're in a desperate need for a flex. I am. I'm in a very deep two quarterback superflex league, and I am starting KJ Osborne, and I spent big money to get him. So I, I feel great about it, actually, because this is such an important game for both teams. They're both trying to prove that they are worthy of being in the playoffs. The Vikings, their their hopes are slipping away. They just lost to the Lions. The Lions. They gave the Lions their first win. I don't know how you do that if you're the Vikings, and it was a must win last week. So they're going to be angry. They're going to be motivated. And Kirk Cousins has been fine. Big Ben's been a problem. Uh, so I actually think Pat Fryermuth as well needs a little pop because he's looked good. He's a stud. Quinn, you called it pretty early in the season. I should have listened. But I did. Fryermuth's 6'6". Six, six. He's like baby Gronk. That's That's been the comparison from the beginning. And he's getting the red zone looks because Big Ben cannot hit anyone for longer than like a 20-yard gain. Well, so. well, I actually think that Big Ben's the X factor here. I am by no means suggesting pick him up and or start him. No, but leave him. Mm-hmm. The dude is uh, he had a good week last week, and uh, if he can prove that he can maintain that a little bit, we might be seeing a different Steelers team. Uh, he had a good week because of Deontay Johnson getting wide open and literally breaking a defender's ankles and causing them to be injured because their ankles were broken so badly. You don't have to that's, tell me that he's good. I agree. That's all Deontay Johnson, man. Yeah. And Najee Harris, I think it's important to mention that he has all this volume, but he's not efficient. But I think against the Vikings, he's going to just absolutely get the touchdown upside, and he'll continue to get fed because the Vikings get run on 
all the time, all over the place. So, And they like to keep it close. So it's going to be a close one. I think that the Vikings will win because they're the more talented team. Uh, but, you know, r- right when you think the Vikings are going to do something, they usually disappoint you. We'll, we'll, we'll see. see. We will see. Okay, uh, Jamie, do you want me to break down our new game that we've got for this uh, bonus yeah. pod? Yeah, for sure. Okay, so we've got a new game called Fantasy Pick a Player. So what we're going to do, instead of breaking down the entire NFL's slate of games for the week, we're going to take turns drafting the games. And what we're going to do is, as we pick a game, we are going to pick a player that we think is going to have the most fantasy upside and the player that we want to tie ourselves to. And then the other person is going to pick a player on the opposite team. And we're going to really hang some onions to see uh, who can pick the better fantasy talent in a given game. Yeah, the one that will score the most fantasy points. To be clear. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Cool. And to be extra clear, we are going to pick the games that we think are going to be the most fantasy-friendly first. So the ones that deserve your attention. Uh, So we're not going to concentrate on Jags, Falcons like we did last time because that was a big old poo fest no one wants to see no one wants to hear that anyway exactly okay quinn i'm gonna give you the first overall pick on this one because you gave me the first overall pick of the power rankings. first overall pick here i if i have to pick one game i want to be a part of uh rams cardinals oh Okay. I want Rams Cardinals because I think this is easily the game to watch. The Rams, you know, they're going through some stuff. The Cardinals, they just got their star players, Kyler and DeAndre yeah, Hopkins did. back. You know, we got a lot going on. And uh, I, I think that the fantasy player to watch in this game. Drumroll, please. Is James Conner. Wow. That is a surprise. Keep talking. I, I, love I like it. James Conner to get two rushing touchdowns this game. Not only am I going to pick him, but I'm going to pick him to run the ball into the end zone twice because this guy's a workhorse. I love the way that Kyler takes his takes people away from him with his ability to run and scramble. I love the way that he's catching the ball right now, and yeah. uh, I want to see James Conner continue to run, run amok here. Me too, man. I, I just love that player. I always have. Uh, I like that call a lot. I think he will run amok because the Cardinals' defense is legit. Uh, the Rams' defense, not so much. I don't know what's happening there. Also, the Rams beat up on the Jaguars last week. A terrible, terrible team. And keep an eye on Daryl Henderson because they just elevated somebody from their practice hey, squad. Hey, 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 we get one pick here, buddy. All right, all right, all right. I'm just trying to provide a little color. I will mm-hmm. pick to counteract your James Conner. The easy answer would be Cooper Cup. However... I don't really like to do easy answers. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go ahead and say Van Jefferson is going to get involved in a major way. Look, they're, they've been trying for weeks to get Van Jefferson going. OBJ, I heard, and this might be just hearsay, uh, but I heard through the grapevine that OBJ actually like could have had another touchdown pass, but he, he ducked out of the way or something. He like saved his body. So... I don't know what that means exactly, but it sounds like OBJ is being a bit of a knucklehead in certain situations when the Rams need him to be a wide receiver too. So Van Jefferson's the one I want to watch. He's uh, he's speedy. He is trying to fit into that Robert Woods role. They're looking for him in the end zone all the time. 
and Cooper Cup is going to get double covered if the Cardinals know what they're doing at all. So I'm going to say Van Jefferson's going to get at least a touchdown and heavily involved in this offense because they're going to be playing from behind, I think, because the Cardinals are completely legit and they'll be running through James Conner. So just to spice it up, Van Jefferson. But keep an eye on Henderson because he might not be 100% still. So Sony Michelle might be a good play, actually. All right. Uh, what game are you yeah. picking, man? All right. I am going to play. I'm going to pick. Uh, ooh. Let's go with Niners Bengals. Wow. I like this. Yeah, I like this. The Niners just got their uh, butts kicked by the Seahawks somehow. But I watched that game, and it was because there was this fluky Travis Homer 75-yard fake punt touchdown that happened, <laughs> and that threw everything into chaos. Uh-huh. And from there, it just became a, a strange, strange game. So I think the Niners are going to get right here. I think the Niners are going to win, and they're going to do it with a little help from Debo Samuel. I mentioned him earlier. I just want to double down on that. He'll be back, and not only will he be back, he's going to be fully healthy. He's going to get a rushing touchdown and a receiving touchdown in his debut. Not debut, but you know what I mean. His return from injury. And I don't think there's a better player in this game right now than Debo Samuel. Uh, And I'm looking for the Niners to get right, so I don't know how you're going to counteract that from happening. I mean, there's only one way to counteract it, because the truth is, is Debo is the most big time player uh honestly probably in fantasy because he's he's been consistent but he's also just got that huge play potential uh i'm gonna easily counter that with the only choice i really have and that is to go jamar chase no you went jamar chase over joe mixon i do go jamar chase over joe mixon because at the end of the day joe mixon you know he's gonna do his normal thing but uh the 49ers they know that they want to stop that uh I want Jamar Chase because Jamar Chase has got that big play potential. He's got the connection with Joe Burrow. Joe has not been finding in the last couple weeks. I'm going to go ahead and make that Justin Jefferson call, that same call that Mike Zimmer started making about not getting him enough receptions. And I'm going to say that they're going to try to get Jamar Chase back on track after a couple down weeks. And he's going to show that he is the wide receiver one in this offense, even though I didn't believe in him. At the beginning of the season, I have righted my wrongs, and I know now that he can catch, he can see the football, and he's a fucking stud, dude. So let's go. Yeah. I like that call. Chase has not been fed enough. I agree. It's because he's been double-covered recently, and T. Higgins has been emerging. But I think other players to watch, Elijah Mitchell might be out for this game, so keep an eye on that. Injury update. And Mixon got a little banged up last week, so make sure he's right before you slide him into your lineup there. This should be a good game, though. Both these teams are hungry. Unfortunately uh, for Caleb, he's not going to be able to get Samaj P. Ryan if that doesn't work out, because Evan already scooped him up. Handcuffs, smart move baby. By Evan. I like that, Evan. You listened to last pod about handcuffs. Well done. Anything else we need to cu- uh, talk about with this game? No, or? man. I, uh, I think it's time to get on to the next one. I've already got it for you. Okay. Bills Bucks. Yeah. Had to happen. Bills Bucks. And uh, I... I'm going to come at you with a uh, spicy, spicy pick. Because I don't think you can match it. Oh, okay. Rob Gronkowski. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah I know you weren't ready love. for this. Give him some love. We, we forgot to mention him. I know you weren't ready for this. Yeah. Rob Gronkowski, don't get me wrong, not what he used to be. 
I'm just going to say that right now. Are you sure about that? Yes, I am sure about that. He is he half as athletic. He is half okay. as athletic, if that. Okay. That being said, you cannot take away the connection he has with Tompa Tom, Terrible Tom. According mm. to Fantasy uh, uh, PF, PFL, dude, um, Pro mm-hmm. Football Focus, you know, we got to deal with uh, the fact that he also has the nickname Sir. Uh, Comeback Sir. Kid. Um, <laughs> you know, these are some of his lesser-known nicknames, but I digress. Rob it's Gronkowski all very important. Mm-hmm. is the touchdown equity, equity in that op- offense, and uh, I love it. I think that he is going to get in there on the Bills, and he is going to be their scoring in the red zone. And, yeah, it's bold because uh, that's got, there's a lot of mouths to feed on that offense, but I'm going to trust in that connection. That is bold. Yeah, real bold, but I love that call. Gronk came back from, like, he had what Drew Brees had last year, I think. He had the, like, lung puncturing your, like, the rib puncturing your lung or something. Like, really a hideous injury. <laughs> and he, he's back. And I've been watching a lot of him and Tom Brady, like, hanging out on, like, these little YouTube clips where they just chat and, like, answer <laughs> mailbag questions. And they're just, they're so, they're, they're just best friends. And I just love to see that connection on the football field with Gronk get, getting absolutely fed. BLBs, he's getting touchdowns man. every single week. They're BLBs. I'm gonna counteract that though, uh, and I'm gonna go a little, go a little wild with this pick here. The obvious answer would be Diggs, but I think everybody already knows what they have in Diggs. I'm gonna go ahead and counteract your tight end with a tight end named Dawson. Whoa! <laughs> Listen to this, Dawson Knox. I think he's he's been a top five tight end this season. Correct me if I'm wrong here, but I'm trying to find him in our league. Uh, whoever has him, you picked him up. You picked him up for nothing. It's true. Right? Troy. Okay, so let me track him down. You picked him up for nothing, and he's been an absolute stud for you. He is getting the red zone look. He is the Rob Gronkowski of this offense in terms of the connection with the quarterback. You just can't buy that. It's absolutely incredible to see. The only reason he uh, had a bad week last week was because of the weather. The weather was absolutely insane. They couldn't throw the ball to any of their receivers. Dawson Knox also is like a huge receiver. He runs like a receiver, he gets open deep. He's running all the time on the field. He's always on the field available for Josh Allen. I like Dawson Knox to get at least one touchdown and maybe some nice yardage to go with it, hopefully. You know, I like uh, this. this is a bold choice, especially if you're going to go tight end to tight end with me. I would not go toe-to-toe with Rob Gronkowski, but uh, you're here and I see you. Yeah. No, I-, I wanted a little tight end matchup here and just to give Dawson Knox some pop. So there you go, Dawson. Love you, buddy. Right. Uh, what are you thinking? Right. My next pick, the rest of the games, there's a severe drop-off here in quality. So I'm going to go ahead and pick the, let's go with the uh, Raiders Chiefs. I want to dissect and figure out what the heck is going on with these teams because the Chiefs are confusing. We touched on it earlier. Now they're winning with their defense. Patrick Mahomes isn't throwing touchdown passes. The running game is a little bit confusing as well. I know you don't like Clyde Edwards-Alaire. I'm going to go ahead and say, yeah, don't worry about that guy Clyde Edwards-Alaire because that's my pick of the game. Clyde Edwards-Alaire is going to get a touchdown. He's going to get 100 yards on the ground as the Chiefs thoroughly just completely suffocate the Raiders with defense and a strong running game, which has been their identity recently. Beat that. 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 
I, I, I'm at a loss for words. You really locked in Clyde Edwards-Hilaire on the Chiefs. Really? The Raiders, the Raiders are absolutely terrible against the run. Man. Man. At Arrowhead. I can't believe that. Yeah, well, you better believe it. And you got to pick a Raider to kind of defuse <laughs> yeah, Josh that Josh Jacobs. Hold that. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, give All me right. Josh Jacobs here because there's no one else now. Kenyon Drake, he wasn't really playing much, and now there's no one else to play. He had a great week last week. He's catching the ball. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Josh Jacobs is catching the ball. I would like to repeat that. He has not caught the ball in his entire <laughs> career, and they're finding him now that he's able to catch it. He always has been, and he caught the ball a ton in Alabama, so this whole narrative that he can't catch has been mind-boggling to me. But now he's getting used, and right. honestly, I love it. Me too. Josh Jacobs, another one of those. like He's a gritty player. He's not a flashy player, but when he runs, he runs hard, and he really makes his team better also a little pop for hunter renfro hunter renfro has been a wide receiver too no one's really talking about him yeah he he's the been all they had, had but yeah i was i was scared you're gonna pick him he's looked great he's another gritty player not a whole lot of like fancy eye candy to watch when you see him play but he is all they have on offense in terms of the wide receiver position and i can't wait to watch this game well if darren waller plays we'll see how that implode goes. oh yeah i also darren waller's injured so keep an eye on that he might not play uh, glad he's not playing, actually, or he's injured so that you didn't pick him because um, I'm less scared now of Josh oh, Jacobs. Oh, he'll be fine. All right. I think Josh Jacobs easily outscores CEH. You know? I have nothing to worry about. We'll see. Time will tell. Next pick. All right. Give me Bears-Packers. Ooh, gross. I know. I know. Kind of nasty. Uh, this is going to be a slug out game. This is going to be a, uh, a a down. It's going to be a dirty game, and it's going to be all of those things for the Bears, <laughs> frankly, because the Packers <laughs> are going to smack the Bears. But um, yeah, that's why I'm going to go in here and I'm going to grab myself Devonte Adams. Oh, that's the easy answer for really obvious reasons. He's because, dealing with a hamstring. Keep it yeah, on but he's also got that same intimate connection with Aaron Rodgers. So and intimate. You know what? There's nothing you can grab on the Bears. Literally no player that will match that, so Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh yeah. Uh that's a tough one because David Montgomery was gonna be my counter and he is looking a little doubtful. I know you picked up Khalil Herbert, which was a good pickup. I'm concerned about him uh not playing this game. I'm excited to see Justin Fields back. So, you know what? I'm going to go ahead. Oh, no, I'm not. You know what I'm going to do to you? I'm going to pick Darnell Mooney because what? I think, I think. look, Allen Robinson's going to be out. Darnell Mooney has not gotten any love on this podcast or in fantasy in general. He's been a wide receiver too. He's kind of a Hunter Renfro. Like you, He kind of broke out this season. He was a rookie last season. He looks the part. He looks great. He's a deep threat. Finally, the Bears are watchable on some level when he's on the field stretching it and i think he's gonna get 100 yards and a touchdown and i don't know if adams is gonna get there to be honest because they might not need him to because they are gonna stop the bears the bears are the ones that need to throw i'm gonna go ahead and counteract your Devonte adams with darnell mooney and i'm excited to see justin fields do his little running and deep ball throwing 
against the Packers in catch-up mode. Yeah, they're going to lose, but they're going to lose in style with Justin Fields. And hey, that's the hope, because I, I wanted to pick Justin Fields here, but I am a little worried about picks, so I uh, I decided to go with something a little better than that. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. All right. I cannot believe this, and I'm so upset because I'm staring down. Oh, boy. I'm going to go Cowboys-Washington because I cannot, I cannot watch the Ravens-Browns game again for the second time in three weeks. Cowboys-Washington, all right? Again, Cowboys are fascinating to me. Who are they? Who are they? Like, what is going on with Dak? Why is he not Dak in capital letters? What's going on? Amari Cooper was not really himself. He hardly played last week. C.D. Lamb, we know he's a stud. I'm going to go ahead and say that Zeke Elliott is fully healthy. He's going to be back. He's going to be ready to prove himself and prove that he's the big dog there. Tony Pollard's been uh, trying to sniff at his heels and say that he's the big dog, but no, Zeke Elliott, he's going to make a statement today. Ooh. Zeke Elliott is going to be my pick here, and uh. I, I I challenge you to find anybody on the Washington football team that could counteract that. Hey, that's grody. I, <laughs> I don't like that at all. Um, Zeke? I don't... Zeke. Hey, hear me out. Can I just take Tony Pollard? All right. Okay, fine. You take Tony Pollard. Why don't you really hang some onions? I'm taking Tony Pollard here because, look, fine. If, if, if I have to pick a Washington player, give me Antonio Gibson, who's eating, like, a, a lot. That guy, I, I'm kind of sad I traded him away. I, uh, mm-hmm. I, I got Darren Waller. He's great, but Antonio Gibson has done a lot for butt fumble over there. And, uh... Right. But I think it's more fun to take Tony Pollard here because I think you're really hanging some onions here with this Zeke thing, and I think you're full of it. So I'm going to take Tony Pollard, his backfield mate, to take to get more points than Zeke this this week right here. I've said before on this podcast, I think Pollard is the most talented back on the Cowboys roster, so I think that's a good call. However, I just can't buy that Zeke is this bad. Like, I can't believe that the end has come for him so quickly. Like, he's he's looked bad. You're right. But I'm convinced it's the injury and it's the mismanagement of that injury that's held him back. I hope that he's, as soon as he gets right, I'm expecting him to be Zeke again. And I don't think they're going to need to do anything other than run against the Washington team that is slow and plodding and wants to run until you're just tired of seeing their jerseys and you just want to go and take the ball and head home. Like that's what Washington wants to do, slow everything down. So it's going to be a run-heavy game. You're right, Gibson will get involved. I just think Zeke is more talented than this, what he's shown. I think there's going to be a Zeke game. But I don't think it's going to last the rest of the season. I still think Pollard is more talented and has more juice. I I just think that Tony Pollard is the better player at this point. I've never really been a big Zeke fan, if I'm being honest. Wow, um, okay. The, the, biggest, the biggest plus to having Zeke is that he's consistent and that he doesn't get hurt, and he's uh, hurt. So I'm going to go All ahead right. and just move on. Um, I want... Chargers Giants and I am gonna really no, bamboozle you here. Um oh. I love watching the Chargers, so this is easy for me to grab and it you know, kinda we're kinda down to the maybe the more barren part of the slate, but uh Yeah. I don't think you're ready for this because look, Chargers should win this game handedly. Uh I think they that will. the Chargers are just a way better team. They're just in a different class than the Giants. Yep. I think 
the Giants. Um, I don't. I don't really have any more to add to this because I'm taking the Chargers defense. No, you're not. Stop it. Chargers <laughs> defense. That's not even. Yeah, it you is. can't work with that. All right, you got to go ahead and break it down. Why exactly the Chargers defense? What individual defensive players are going to show up? I don't need to. They're playing Jake Fromm. No, they're not. They're playing Mike Glennon. He's no, they're, get they're playing that concussion Jake protocol, Fromm. baby. Come on. No. They're playing Come on, Jake all you Fromm, Glennon truthers. And I am going to go ahead and take the Chargers defense here against a guy who's been on the roster for two weeks. So basically what you've done is you just stabbed me in the back. Yes. And given me the middle finger. Yes. So now I have to pick someone on the Giants. Yep. Uh, oh, my God. The Giants are one of the mo- the least, like, the most fantasy barren teams there are. I'm afraid to even take Saquon. I'm going to go ahead and do a a really deep cut here. I'm going to go ahead and take, oh, God. The only problem is I would be taking Sterling Shepard, but he's probably not going to play. Tony's probably not going to play. Galladay's been terrible all season. There's They have literally no one except for Saquon, so I'm forced to take Saquon Barkley. <laughs> I am not high on Saquon at all. Haven't been from the beginning. I'm kind of like where you are with Zeke. I, I've never fully believed in Saquon Barkley, especially not with the Giants organization, but I think he's just going to get the volume. I think they'll keep it close because the Chargers invite you to run on them, and it, they like to keep games close, uh, except for when they blow out the Bengals for some weird reason. But they needed a pick six to do that, actually. So I think it'll be a closer game than people might think, a more ugly game. Listen, Herbert might be down his top two receivers there, Allen and the other one, Mike Williams. So it might be a uglier game than people realize. I think Saquon will be relevant. I think he's finally healthy. I think he'll break off a long run, get a touchdown. I think Saquon is the effective antidote to the Chargers defense. I I think that you're—I like, I like the attempts. I'll say that because I think that the Chargers defense is pretty weak against the run, but um, the Giants are weak in the, in the line department. I don't. I I think yeah. that it's probably a pretty neutral matchup when it really comes down to it. Um, also, Jake Fromm potentially. Jake Fromm is all I have to say. So yeah. uh, I don't care who's quarterbacking for the Giants; they're gonna suck equally. All right. So, so what, what do you got? Really depressing. What do you got? All right. Uh, the only other potentially digestible game here is the falcons panthers i'm not taking the ravens browns i'm sick and tired of that i'm not watching that so falcons panthers is what i'm watching and here's what's gonna happen so the panthers need to figure out what the heck they're doing because cam newton imploded uh last week and threw two picks and got benched so or not last week but two weeks ago before the bye uh falcons are they have Cordero Patterson back, baby? He is literally the key to their offense. That is absolutely wild to me. I'm not going to do too much analysis because I know what happened last time I got in, interested in the uh, Falcons, but I'm going to take. I'm going to take. Uh, who am I going to take? I'm going to take <laughs> Cordero. Yeah, wow. I want to give him a little more love because I think he is an absolute stud of a running back. He might not be a keeper though. He might not be a keeper because I don't know what's going to happen. But they better lock him up to a deal. Because I think he's going to be a free agent after this year. He's still going to prove it. He's going to bring that juice. He is the key to their offense. That's what's absolutely insane to me. So I don't think there is a player on the Panthers that's more central to their offense than Cordarrelle is to the Falcons. Hmm. Yeah. 
the Panthers, uh, the Panthers offense is kind of degraded to a certain point, right? Where you've got Cam, who uh, is effectively when, when Cam's on an offense, he kind of just becomes that offense's running game, and he turns True. that passing game into nothing. So it really yeah. does kind of neuter a lot of what I've got going on. So I honestly, I don't love DJ Moore here. I look the Falcons defense is pretty bad but it doesn't really matter because i don't think cam can get the ball out i I just don't believe in him as a a thrower of any kind so Mm -hmm. i'm gonna do something spicy and i know i just dropped him but i'm going with amir abdullah here no oh god because i think that there's a decent chance i lose here anyway I want to talk about Amir Abdullah, and I still Why? I I wholeheartedly believe he's my best option. You got to elaborate on All that. All right, one. so let me break this down here. So in the time McCaffrey was out, it was Chuba Hubbard time, right? Everyone loves Chuba Hubbard, and everyone wants to you know just go, oh his name's Chuba, that's hilarious. Yeah, but he's also not that good, and he didn't really show a lot in the time that McCaffrey was gone, and in that time since they acquired Amir Abdullah, his snap count increased and increased and increased and amir by the abdullah's time snap count you mean huh amir abdullah yes snap amir abdullah's increased. snap count if, if i was messing that up amir abdullah's mm-hmm. snap count got to the point where he was getting two-thirds of the snaps that chubba hubbard was getting i like him to get receptions this is a ppr league and honestly i don't really have a lot to say because i don't love him i don't like him more than Corderell. But I think he's a flex play. Yikes. Yeah, I don't know about that. Chubba Hubbard's going to be you know, the RB1 in that offense. No one's going to replace CMC, unfortunately. But it's going to be hideous, I think. All right, your pick. Yeah, well, um, no one wants to watch the Seahawks. No one wants to watch the Lions. So I'm going to go Ravens-Browns. Thank you. And um, the truth is... Have is, fun. Uh, I mean, the Browns have been kind of in a in a kind of a troubled situation because uh baker's a broken human being um <laughs> i think taking nick Literally. chubb is easily the safest option but i don't actually want to pick anybody on that team and i am going to hmm. go ahead and sag myself marquise brown for the Ravens Ew. because that okay. guy has been a wide receiver one all year and no one's talking about it he landed it luckily his way over to brady's team who and he's been like the only real producer on that lineup and he's incredibly dynamic he's exactly the guy who people thought when everyone was calling him hollywood brown he's finally gotten to hollywood and he's here to stay he's a stud lock him in yeah that's bold because he's kind of fallen off recently with the uh, emergence of rashad bateman so i'm a little concerned about the tar i mean he's still gonna get targeted it's just he has to connect on a touchdown basically at this point i believe he is getting volume though so that's key i'm gonna easily comfortably counteract that with kareem hunt look i've talked about it before um maybe in private i'm not sure we've talked on the podcast about kareem hunt but he i thought at the time when you traded for him i i gave you a kind nod and i was like yes well done because kareem hunt will be back kareem hunt will be a stud kareem hunt was a stud early in the season people seem to have forgotten about that he produced even with a healthy Nick Chubb in the backfield. So he's getting the pass-catching work. He's getting passing touchdowns thrown his way. Kareem Hunt's easily going to get it done. If he doesn't get it done on the ground, he's going to get it done through the air. 
and the Browns are going to try to run, run, run all over the Ravens, who suddenly seem very confused about who they are and are losing some of these close games that they used to win. So I think it's going to be an ugly slugfest where the running backs will decide the game, not the wide receivers. Mm, I agree that the running backs for the Browns will be deciding their offense, but I also think that the uh, now pass happy Ravens, I, I just like their I like their odds better. Yeah, uh, that's fair. All right, I'm picking Lions Broncos, and I'm feeling great about it. Listen, uh, Broncos, I I still don't understand them. Last time they played, they got, let's see, they got completely stuffed by the Chiefs. So, uh, Javante Williams had a breakout moment, but Melvin Gordon might be back. So, if you have Javante Williams, you need to temper your expectations there and maybe trade away on a high. Um, But I still, still like Javante Williams. So, that's why I'm taking Javante Williams in this game. Because I see things with Javante Williams that are absolutely out of this world. The talent level. Not the IC things shit again. <laughs> Listen, I, I've been watching him closely and he looks great. He's getting tons of yards after first contact. He runs angry. He is sneaky. He like sneaks through. He literally teleports when he's on the field. He's just so powerful, low center of gravity. He was the only bright spot of the Broncos offense last week. And they are going to continue to run even if they're getting absolutely pummeled by the opposing team which they won't be because it's the Lions, even though the Lions are kind of on an up-and-up trajectory, I think. So this will be a game where they can definitely run, and they're going to run through Javante and get Melvin Gordon back to speed slowly, I think. Just because he's healthy doesn't mean he's going to be 100%. Beat that. Yeah, you know, I uh, I, I like what you're getting at here, and uh, I'm going to... I, I kind of want to... Obviously, taking Jamal Williams here is probably a pretty safe bet. But I want the upside because I do think the Lions are going to be down in this game. The Broncos are a better team than them. Um, they're probably the only team that they're they're probably the Bronc the Lions are the only team that the Broncos are going to face where the quarterback is worse significantly. True. And yeah. I, I I see the Broncos rolling here, which is exactly why I'm going to take Amon Ross St. Brown. Wow, the guy and who's still on waivers, huh? He is still on waivers, and honestly, I would like to pick him up. I think my bench is a little too deep, but I think he's fun. I think he's electric. I think he finally got some looks last game, and they won when he got looks. So see that to continue happening. I know he's a rookie. I know he's a little inconsistent, but, you know, he's got the upside, and uh, the the passing script looks to be strong. So I'm taking him. I like what you said about they won when they gave him targets. Think about that. Dan Campbell, all season, he's been crying. He's been emotional. He's been angry. He's wanting to bite kneecaps, right? They finally won. So in Dan Campbell's brain, he's going to go back, watch the tape, and see exactly who got that game-winning touchdown with the dwindling seconds ticking down off the clock against the moribund Vikings. I think Amon St. Brown, Amon Ra St. Brown, is going to be a great play this week. And you know and of what? Course, and you know what? I'm hanging some onions live on the pod. I'm picking him up. Welcome to the team. Oh, all right, who did you... Who, I don't care who you dropped, because I think that's a great pickup, actually. He looks the part. I hope I hope the Lions continue to feed him, because he showed flashes earlier in the season, and he's looking really good. And I hope the Lions are better, because they are not the worst team in football. Despite what their record says, there are worse teams, and we are about to get to them, aren't oh we? Oh, my gosh. So you got to pick. <laughs> All right. All right, here we go. Seahawks, Texans. 
Just yeah. a absolute pile of dog. No yeah. one likes either of these teams. And if you're a Seahawks fan, you're despicable. You're yeah. sad. And honestly, yeah. Seattle doesn't love you either. So wow. I, I hope that you know okay, that, that felt in your a little heart personal. that uh, the 12th man. Did, mm-hmm. did anyone remember that nickname? Because I haven't heard them in a long time. Yeah, Legion of Whom? <laughs> yeah, you want to go ahead one. and like that say one. all the little tropes? Oh, I like, should get into some actual analysis here. Instead I, of like, no, I, like, I like the tropes. You're the one having to watch analysis. this game, not me. You are. <laughs> yeah. I played you, sir. Okay, okay. Look. Um, Enjoy this game. Yeah. My compliments to the chef on this game. Yeah. I... No one wants this. All right. Well, give me Brandon Cooks. Yuck. Ugh. Brandon Cooks is the best player in this game. Is that it? Can I? Can I? Can I go? All no, right. There, there's no rebuttal uh, to be had because guess what? DK Metcalf, he sucks. He does. Okay. He just straight up sucks. He does not look good, and he has an ego to him that I don't appreciate as a, as a Seahawks fan. Oh, oh, like oh, 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 wait, time out, time out, time out. I don't mean to interrupt you really hard right now, but I have go ahead. to. Uh-huh. Because go, go, go. have you heard why he's bad? No, why? Have you not heard about the foursome? He had a foursome? Oh, my gosh. All right. Anyway, so there's this great theory going around the fantasy community that oh no, rec- like a couple weeks back, pretty much ever since his downward spiral where he hasn't gone over double-digit fantasy points started was when he reached out to a uh, tinder match instagram model i'm not sure it doesn't really matter basically he wanted to um perform you know adult Mm -hmm. acts with this individual and he had this this lady drive four hours to his apartment except she didn't quite make it because about two hours into her journey, she got a text from DK saying, hey, actually, don't come over. I'm at a bar and I just met two girls and I don't have room for you. Oh my gosh. To which he followed up with, actually, do you want to join us? Okay, this isn't real. This is real. What's your source? This is real. (laughs) This Why is would that affect his football performance? If anything, he'd be looser. No, no. Except this all got out because she exposed him. And go check any of his Instagram oh, posts. No. You're going to see comments from his teammates making jokes about the number four. If that oh, doesn't no. confirm it, I don't know what does. See, okay, PSA. You can't trust your in-home chefs. You can't trust your Tinder dates. You can't trust anybody. As massage therapists. Gotta, your massage therapists. You, you can't trust anyone. This is <laughs> how many players have been taken out by these significant others or these these just these these workers in their lives that just snipe them at the perfect time and ruin their careers. Antonio Brown is still just wasting away his his career. Yeah, all right, all right, all right. Cut the filibuster though. It's time for you to pick. All right, uh, all right. It's time fine. for you to pick a player from your favorite team. Tyler Lockett. Tyler Lockett. <laughs> listen, listen. He gave a speech. He gave a speech. He inspired the team and rallied them to that win last week. And I was shocked. I was rooting for the Niners. I had got my popcorn out. I was happily rooting for the Niners. And then Tyler Lockett went and spoiled all that because he he is he is talented. 
and he's getting the looks that DK is not getting for whatever reason. Um, and I think Russell Wilson has that connection with Tyler Lockett. All he needs is one deep ball thrown his way. It'll happen against the Texans. Texans are not good defensively, and it's going to be an ugly game, but I, I think Tyler Lockett will be fine and easily outplayed Brandon Cooks, who's been very inconsistent all season. I know because I drafted him, and I should have traded him away earlier. I don't want to talk about this game anymore. Yeah, all I right. just wanted to hear you try to make a case for a Seahawks player. But yeah. uh, the truth is, is the best uh, the best fantasy start in this lineup is the Seahawks defense. Oh, the Seahawks defense. I was going to say the Texans defense. Yeah, I disagree. <laughs> all right, uh, moving on. Anyway. We got mailbag uh, time. Mailbag, mailbag. No, we don't. Yes, we do. We don't because we still have some games. Oh, no, We're we don't. Done. They don't matter. Yeah, we do. Saints, Jets. Uh, we have to talk about the Jets. I'm picking that. Damn it. Yeah, we're almost done. Saints, Jets. I am going to go ahead and pick Elijah Moore. No one's talked about Elijah Moore. What's what? what where did this come from? This guy, I, I, I didn't watch any tape from him in college. We'll do this real quick, Quinn, to get to mailbag. I hate the Jets. I, he looks great. He's electric. It's the Jets. It, he's done it with every single quarterback that they've had in there. Zach Wilson, he's done it with with Mike White. Remember Mike White, Quinn? Ooh, man, what a man. And then Josh Johnson even, like, he's done it. He's talented. He's proven it. He's a wide receiver, too, with upside every single week, even against the Saints where they're going to have to throw. I dare you to beat Elijah Moore. The Saints will crush the Jets. But, yeah, Elijah Moore. And Zach Wilson's shown promise recently. Yeah, um, Taysom Hill, GG. All right, so um, I'm just kidding. I'll at least break it down. Uh, Taysom Hill is barely a quarterback, to be honest. Uh, yeah, this guy back. is a white. This guy's a quarterback one every time he goes on the field. He's not good. It's like Jalen Hurts light, to be honest. It um, mm. it's not as good. Refreshing. That being said, um, now that he's here, you can pretty much set him and forget him. I'm not really sure why he's on Jamie's team because he's not going to be relevant and got to get know, him on my team every single year. But um, yeah, yeah, he's, Taysom because he's, uh, he's half a QB, so I don't really feel that bad about taking him. And uh, they're also, not going back to Simeon. Also, he uh, he makes everyone else on that offense worse because he can't throw either. Also, it's hilarious you pick Taysom because you can't go back now, but Kamara will be back this game. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I'll lose. still take Taysom, and I'll take him. You can have Kamara too, and I'll still win. Wow. Okay. Go ahead and break down the Jags Titans, and then we'll get to mailbag. Oh my gosh! Your Titans. Ugh, yeah, them. Um. Okay. Well, I guess I'm gonna take Julio Jones out of nowhere because he's back in my life. Um. He's been on IR. Gross. I've had a conspiracy that he has been dragging and colluding other members of the Titans to injured reserve, and it's finally gotten to the point where the oh, coaches are no. having a conversation with him um that is like hey man uh the whole point of your nickname coolio is that you're supposed to be questionable not out the whole time so he has to come <laughs> in and play and i actually don't think he's washed and he's gonna have a touchdown this game and that's gonna be enough to beat anybody else on the jaguars wow i like that call no i don't i don't like julio i don't believe in julio i don't think he's gonna be good especially coming off the injury like that but he is all they have at this point nick westbrook akine though that kid i like now jaguars are a mess and robinson didn't do anything last week but then he got called out for it by or no uh urban meyer got called out for it by trevor lawrence and he said trevor lawrence basically said hey we need to get this guy on the field he's our best player so they all know it at this point it's all about whether urban meyer can just stick to the script 
that he's done all season and just feed James Robinson and then lose and do nothing else with the offense. So I'm going to go ahead and pick James Robinson, but I don't feel great about it. He is coming off of heel and knee injuries or whatever. He hasn't looked the same since then, to be honest, since he was out that one game. But I think he'll easily beat Julio Jones because he's just going to get the volume, hopefully. They, they know he's their best player now, and he's all they have. Titans will just romp, though. I actually and have I like him. Dontrell Hilliard and Deontay Foreman. I like both of the running backs. Yeah, I like the them too, better. better than James Robinson. Here's why. Yeah, for sure. Um, I agree. Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer is the type of guy to go into a steakhouse and order a salad. He's the Ugh. type of guy to go into a bar and, you know, have get a water. Get danced up on by a woman. He, and then get no, no, to, to have a water. He is the type of guy to... <laughs> um, I, I really don't know. I mean, he's the type of guy to like to go to an ice cream parlor and order freaking sprinkles without the ice cream because this guy does not understand when he has something good in his life. And here's what Ooh, I mean. Yeah, payoff was worth it. James Robinson <laughs> is the best player on that team. Sure, yeah. a little hurt, but guess what? He's an idiot. And that is that. That's just that. That that's just an objective point. You can't teach point. that. You can't, you can't teach, teach this. Being an You're idiot. right. You can't teach this because guess what? There was a report coming from the Jaguars that at one point during the game, Carlos Hyde asked Urban Meyer for a break, with James Robinson standing right there, and Urban Meyer wow. told him to get his ass back on the field. <laughs> yeah. And the funny part, too, is that James Robinson fumbled, and then apparently that's the reason he was benched. Dude, And then I, James, uh, Carlos Hyde fumbled, and it's like, nah, Carlos, you're good. I Get back in there. I can't. I can't with Urban Meyer. Anyway, I can't either, which is really why. good about Julio. And, yeah, we don't have to think about this game anymore. But Thank God. one of us has to watch it, and it's not me. All right, mailbag. Mailbag! All right. We got a lot of mailbag submissions. Um, Let's do it. I don't know if fire. I want to go through them all, but we're we going to go through them from the start of what we didn't finish last time. Perfect. That's fair. All right. So, an anonymous mail-in. Um, who mm-hmm. do you guys think each team's keeper should be? And I oh, looked yeah. at this, and I was like, there's no time we have. There's no way we have time for all of this. I think this is its own pod, to be honest. This because is, yeah. A lot of conversation to be had. I, I think we can look at everyone's let's, team and have Let's run through it super, super quick. Let's not do a conversation. Let's just say. Oh. Let, ready? So, I'm, I'm picking up Troy's. I'm looking at Troy's roster here. Okay. Real quick. All right, here are your keepers, Troy. Chris Godwin. Zeke Elliott. James Robinson, because it can't get much worse than it has been. And we're doing four keepers, right, Quinn? Yep. So then David Montgomery is your fourth. There you go. All right, you can pick another team and say they're they're keepers. All right, Caleb, you've got Javante Williams, you got Jamar Chase, you got Kyle Pitts, and you got Joe Mixon. All right, here you go, Evan. You got, of course, you got uh, DeAndre Swift. You're welcome. Nick Chubb, C.D. Lamb, and, oh, God, you're fourth. I don't really love any of them, to be honest. You can have your pick between Lamar Jackson or D.J. Moore. I don't really believe either one of them is worth keeping, uh, but there you go. Next. Um, so, Chesley, it got to be got to be Cooper Cup, Justin Jefferson, Mark Andrews. And I mean, you got your pick between if you believe in Aaron Jones, you got to keep him around. You can go Tony Pollard if you think he's going to be better. I, I think that you've got some just kind of some subjective decisions, but um, probably mm-hmm. Aaron Jones. 
All right, Foss Boss. Fournette, Harris, your boy. I'd go with Miles Gaskin as well, although it's a little gross. And then, yeah, that's where it gets really tough. But I think I would go ahead and take – you can take Matt Stafford because I think he'll continue to be a good quarterback. But I generally – if you don't want to take a quarterback, which I would recommend actually, maybe Melvin Gordon, maybe. But he's probably going to be replaced by Javante. You need a fourth option, Foster. Try to get it by the end of the year, okay? Next. All right, Mason, you got to go – unfortunately you have to take Clyde you got to take TJ Hawkinson you got to take Jalen Waddle and then Corderell Patterson or Mike Thomas and I don't feel great about either of those Corderell definitely Corderell they're gonna keep him uh all right Charlie you're gonna take Daryl Henderson you're gonna take Josh Jacobs you're gonna take Devontae Adams of course and your last will be Mike Evans and you should feel pretty good about that uh, Troy, fuck you. Next, no, I'm just I kidding. already did I'm that one. All right, Charlie, let's go. Um, I already did Charlie's. Dude, I already did. What do you, Ian? Ian, uh, Gibson, Tyreek, Elijah Moore, uh, Michael Carter, Nolan. You've already done Nolan's, right? Nope. Fine. Oh, Nolan. Here you go. Gronkowski. Uh, not. Oh God, your team, Nolan. Tom Brady, I guess. Hunter Renfro. No. Adam Thielen and Christian McCaffrey. Duh. Sorry. Easy. Ad- yeah. So just to clarify, yeah. Rob Gronkowski, Adam Thielen, Christian McCaffrey, Tom Brady. There you go. All right. Zach. Who else are we missing? Zach Coaches. Yeah. Uh, it's got to be Debo. Got to be Kittle. Um, after that, it's not awesome. I'm not going to lie. But um, I, I like you kind of got to stick. With, you love Justin Herbert, so take Herbert and van jefferson i like better than what? tyler freaking lockett so no 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 i like tyler lockett don't listen to him uh main dog you're out of the league no bud. listen to me tyler lockett sucks he uh, mm, we're not getting into this tyler lockett is better than van jefferson robert woods will be back next season mm. that's all i need to say all right uh let's see stay gold tony boy this will be interesting austin eckler uh Deontay Johnson let's go with Cam Akers and ah this is tough Mm -hmm. Cam Akers and I'd say Kareem Hunt honestly I don't trust AJ Brown I don't really think you need to reach for Darren Waller DeAndre Hopkins either or Saquon I'm taking Darren Waller over that all right it's up to you but that's just me yeah, and if you want, you can try to break down my team. But Swift, Allen. I don't have Swift. It, oh, okay, fine. Um, Taylor, Allen, um, Mitchell, and uh, Chris Carson. You? No, I'm not falling for that trap. Again. Dalvin also, Cook. you think Mitchell? Dalvin Cook. Move on. Dalvin Cook. Thank you. Yeah, I knew you were forgetting something. I was about to be really scared. I was just messing. Mitchell, you think will you think will have a value next season? Yeah, think I think he's, he's the... talented, but I thought we were doing no analysis because this is okay, stupid yeah, yeah, anyway. Sorry. Anyway, next question. <laughs> we'll get more into these sort of questions later on. We're going to do another podcast about this. All right, anonymous man. There you go. What the mm-hmm. fuck is a handcuff running back, and how do I know when to pick one up? So I will break oh, down a handcuff a running back. A handcuff mm-hmm. running back is exactly what you think of it 
is it's probably exactly what you think it is, right? You've got um, yeah, it's a kinky sex thing. Yeah, Dalvin Cook, right, has Alexander Madison as a handcuff because if Dalvin Cook gets hurt, Alexander Madison fills in to his role almost as well. Not every handcuff is made equal. You kind of have to evaluate the, the talent of the handcuff, but um, yeah. More often than not, they're very valuable, and there's something you want to have. Jamie loves handcuffs, and he's going to tell you uh, a little more about how to know when to pick one up. So you can find lists online, and they're usually pretty reliable, about like the, the backups to the running backs, because usually you only want to handcuff to a running back. Because the running back position is one that gets beat up so much, and it's so important to the team that it's important to have the backup to your studs. So like the Madison to your Dalvin Cook, for example, the Chubba Hubbard to your CMCs, for example. These are all examples of handcuffs. Pick them up even if you don't own the uh, starter. So we're talking like, let's say you don't own CMC and you see Chubba Hubbard's just out there and you know that he's got the talent and he's going to get the opportunity if anything happened to CMC. Pick him up anyway. That doesn't matter. It's worth it. if you. It's. I'd say it's better than having like a mediocre starter or like a mediocre bench player, I'd rather have the upside. Think about the upside of, okay, if there's an injury, which there probably will be, uh, to this starting running back, then you have a RB1 potential right, right. on your roster. I like so it. there you go. That's It's kind of an intuition thing, but I'd say don't overthink it. Just go online, find those articles, and you can ask us for advice as well. There's a lot of resources. There's a lot of resources available to you. All right. But that's in a nutshell. I got handcuffs. one that I sent to okay. your phone that I want you to read. Yep. Okay. Here we go. Uh, a whistleblower brought it to my attention that Jamie with too many cooks is throwing his game against Foster. This glue sniffer is ruining it for the rest of us. You're making playoffs even harder for teams that have been making an excellent comeback. Debo's nuts, specifically. If you want to throw games, you should go to a different league or grow a pair and actually play the game. Get real, man. We all know you're going to lose to Troy for the third time anyways. <laughs> okay. I don't even know what to... Um, hey, uh, that, I don't even that's know what not to anonymous. First. You can quote that. Yeah, it's so anonymous. So anonymous. I'll, I'll not... keep it anonymous. Should I say who you it's from? You can say love nolan oh nolan you didn't have to say love Nolan. oh he that didn't so say sweet. love that's plagiarism <laughs> he, uh no it's... he's coming for your throat because he's right debo's nuts what do you mean has a strong route to the playoffs that hinges on you the one seed having a competitive game against foster who's barely in the playoffs now it's arguable that you have the right to do whatever you want with your team but I think what Nolan's doing here is he's trying to call to attention that you are not going to be playing a defense or a kicker in this matchup, and you are intentionally non-competitive, and he wants everyone to know it, especially the guy you're screwing over. I don't think I'm screwing over anybody in defense of myself. I'm making the decision for my team. I've already locked up the first round by. There's no point. I'm basically resting my guys, which is, spoiler alert, Nolan, going to happen in the real NFL around week 16, 17 anyway. That's what happens in the real NFL. Some of us actually pay attention to it. So, I don't know. Like, I, like love you, buddy, but I, I can't hear you from all the way down at, like, ranking number whatever, like, 9 or 10. Like, I, this is what the champions have to do sometimes, okay? Let the big boys figure it out. All right? I like the call out. And Foster, congrats. Congrats on the win, bud. Welcome to the playoffs. 
All right, we got another anonymous mail-in. I also mm-hmm. don't think Mason with Big Dog 2021 knows the NFL as well as I do. He better hope oh he doesn't gosh. run into me in the Little Man playoffs because <laughs> nothing Whoa. is stopping me from getting that fucking Happy Meal. That is, if he even makes Little Man playoffs. We got another call Whoa. out from Mason. Damn, Mason. I think Mason's a big player in this playoffs. Are, are, are we? This Little Man playoffs. This Little Man playoffs yeah. is getting heated and it's this getting, getting real. I think ever since we introduced the prize, it's really kind of up the ante here. I'm really excited to see how it plays out. I'll be watching, for sure. I definitely this have is, this on this my radar thrilling. as well. Yeah, game of the year. I agreed, agreed. Um, yeah. Another anonymous mail-in. Uh, thoughts on waivers for the week. Uh, who do you think people should have gone for that are still around? All right, that's a great question. So if I were to go into... I, I've got agents. a couple off the dome. Uh, Jalen Guyton is uh, sitting there because I just dropped him for Amon Ross St. Brown, who I like better. But Jalen Guyton really probably should be rostered right now because Keenan Allen and Mike Williams both have COVID. So Mm -hmm. I would go grab him because I think he's going to have a role. I also think if Sterling Shepard plays, you're probably going to want him. He gets consistently fed. Yep. Uh, Dalton Schultz is on waivers right now for anyone who needs a tight end. Seriously, go get him. Go get him while you can. Yep, that's um, a good call right there. Jamie, hit him with some more. Yeah, so I'm looking over here. If you need a tight end, Cole Komet's getting the looks. I know it's not always pretty. Also, Ricky Seals-Jones is going to be on the field for about 100% of snaps. So what other player can you say would have 100% of snaps like that? So if you need a tight end, those are some good options for you. Uh, in terms of other positions, Kenneth Gainwell and Boston Scott. I don't know what's going on with the Eagles' backfield, and this is more of a stash for next week, but like Jordan Howard's hurt, Miles Sanders is hurt. They're, they've got a really favorable matchup next week and going forward. So the Eagles defense is also a great pickup if you're ready for the playoffs, uh, along with those running backs. And besides that, I don't see a whole lot of value other than there might be some handcuffs that we mentioned earlier floating around. Jamichael Hasty is one that catches my eye because Jeff Wilson's injured uh, and Elijah Mitchell's injured too. So there's a chance Hasty gets a big, big role this week, potentially. But that's a bit of a stretch there. And defensively, uh, I'm looking at the the Eagles going forward should be pretty solid, and the Cardinals could be fine. I dropped them because I just couldn't afford to have them around, but the Cardinals could be fine against the Rams. Matthew Stafford's been able to been pressured into some mistakes sometimes, and if you need a quarterback, Garoppolo will be fine. Um, but I wouldn't go any further down that road. Yeah, um, yeah. The quarterback market's pretty barren because of you know. Everyone in the sleep has the insanity. Them. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with that. So just as okay. what it is. Hope that helps. And keep your eye tuned. That doesn't make sense. Keep your <laughs> keep focused and notice the injuries. Like follow the injury reports because the projections in this league aren't always correct. So don't trust the projections. Trust your intuition and trust what the injury reports say. Injury reports have a lot of breadcrumbs, and uh, it's just oh, good to monitor. One more, Ty Johnson might be the starting running back for the Jets against New Orleans, who is very tough against the run, but he'll be a starting running back, and he gets passes thrown his way. And in PPR, that's very good, especially considering yep. he's got a lot of um, rapport built up in that department. That being said, uh, oddly enough, Zach Wilson doesn't really check down that much. so No, nah, he doesn't, but still, starting running back. All righty. Well, uh, that's all we got for uh, this edition of the pod. All right little extra long episode surprise episode um 
yeah, thanks for bearing with us if you listen this far. And hope that was somewhat helpful. Keep the mailbag questions coming because we really enjoy that. It adds a nice spice to the podcast. Yeah, where we fire have to them think off on to the Discord. A little more. Um, you can send them to me. Um, I'm going to set up a actual email address for people to send in their submissions um, just so that anyone who's listening can send something in. And uh, we got to thank Drake, as usual, for all the work that yes, he puts into you. making sure that we can do this podcast because he is an editing master, production savant, and uh, I don't know where we'd be without him. Yeah, we'd be lost without him. All That's right. our producer. Awesome. And thank you to Galen, my brother, for making a new uh, theme that we that we might try out this episode. We'll see. Yeah, but and let us know what you uh, think. Yeah, yeah, we're always open to feedback. This is for you, All not right. us. All right, Quinn, thanks so much, buddy. Jamie, as really always, appreciate it. Yeah, uh, looking forward to week fourteen here. Hope we got you all ready. So, uh, yeah, right. best of luck this week, and we'll talk to you soon. And see you in the Discord. Thank you, everybody. Right. Bye.